today. This is the, I think we're on the fourth episode now of the Stay in Your Lane podcast. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Uh, today we have a special guest. Um, China's with us. Hello, China. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we also have another guest here with us, Our one of our uh, casual members. Sean is here with us today. Yo. What's going on? How's you guys' uh, week been? It's been pretty good. Um, pretty... Anything, pretty busy. Any, yeah, anything special going on? What's, what's been going on? Um, I've just been trying to finish up school for the semester. What like, school are you going to right now? Um, right now I take online classes for University of Hawaii. Um, so okay, okay, Hawaii in the house. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> shout out to Hawaii. Yeah, so trying to get my associates so I can get my bachelor's one day. Hey, shout out to the bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. What about you? How's your week been? Great, just working. Um. Watching Dodgers, that's great. Dodgers is on the tear. Just whooping ass. It's, Winning it's every great. game possible. <laughs> yeah, wow, awesome. in the playoffs too, right? Mm. Yeah. How's um? How many more rounds is there? Uh, two. Two more rounds. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we got LA teams winning. <laughs> we got hopefully the Lakers uh, finish out today. Today's uh, game six, LA. I believe, uh, for the Laker game. So yeah, mm. we're gonna probably be watching that while we're uh, in the middle of recording. So if any of us start yelling or screaming, just <laughs> play casual. Um. Yeah, so today uh, we have China here to talk to us um, just about some of her own personal experiences and just kind of have some background information um, just about her career. Um, China, give us a little bit of background about yourself. So I am from Hawaii where I was acting and modeling basically like my whole life since I was little. Um, I moved to Los Angeles not too long ago, maybe like two and a half years ago. I've been living here on and off. So... Uh, I moved here to pursue more avenues with my career mm-hmm. because on the islands, there's not too many opportunities. And if there are, I feel like my look isn't really big there. So, so how do you feel like the looks? What What do you think is more so the look that is pretty standard as far as being out there? Usually, at least from what I've seen is, you know, it's a very Asian based mm. place. So usually there's a lot of uh, Asian women and I'm not Asian or a, a lot of bikini work. And mm-hmm. even though I do do bikini, that's not what I want to do forever. Right. Yeah. So give us a little bit of background. I've never been to Hawaii. So I guess some of the, some of the things that's different from being over there, what's, what's the atmosphere like as far as being out there? Uh, it's very family oriented. Um, it's like the place where if you go to your friend's house, you don't need to like ask to go into the fridge. Right. You can just eat. It's just open, open, yeah. <laughs> open <great>. season. <laughs> so you, you were born and raised out there. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. And then how long um, were you out there for? Um, I was out there until the end of my freshman year at the University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe the about beginning 18. of 2018. Okay. You were about 18 or 19? Yeah. At the time. How old are you now? I am 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's dope. So being out here, what was the transition like for you once you decided to make a move to come out to L.A.? What was, what was that transition like and what kind of influenced you to make that decision? Honestly, I've always been pretty impulsive. So I kind of moved out here on very short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I told uh, my, adopted parent, my adopted parents that I was moving to Los Angeles after my freshman year. And they didn't really take me serious because mm-hmm. they didn't. They probably didn't know just how passionate I was about my career. So I just saved up probably like $500 and I moved to LA. Wow. And it was pretty, pretty hard in the beginning because I moved here with like a guy 
but then we split up so i was alone within like the first week of me moving here mm-hmm. but honestly like it's been pretty cool so far okay mm-hmm. so what let's let's kind of dig deep into so when you decide to make the what influenced you to even to make a decision to start modeling like this is something that i have interest in i can see myself doing this for the next however many years what what gave you that um, idea that spark Honestly, I never wanted to model when I was little. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be an actor. Um, I always thought modeling was really shallow. And when I was younger, I felt like I was like the ugly duckling in my school mm-hmm. and within my friends. So I never felt comfortable or confident modeling. Um, but my father pushed me modeling and he was like, you know, if you model, you can become an actor more easy, easier right, yeah. and um, it'll just open more gateways for you. So I took the chance and when I was like 13, I did a casting call and I was like talking to the universe to God and I was like, oh, if I get this casting call, then uh, it's a sign for me to keep going at it. Yeah. And so I got it. And so I was like, okay, this must be like something I can do. So that opened up the door to everything. So from that point on, did you start working, um, doing primarily like castings or were you just working with freelance photographers and just kind of trying to build yourself up from that point? Um, I was doing a little bit of both. I feel like my whole career um, up until recently, I haven't had too much guidance. So when I was younger, I was kind of trying to figure out everything on my own. Just kind of learning on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Like being underage and not really knowing anything about the fashion industry in Hawaii and meeting new people, networking. It was kind of hard being that young, but um, it all worked out. So I think from your standpoint, I mean, you've taken a lot of risk just yes. being able to make that decision at such a young age to start modeling, which is pretty, it's, it's, it could be kind of scary, I guess, yeah. being on your own. And then what what do you think gave you that confidence to just be like, you know what, this is something that I really have a passion about. Like what built you up to be able to take on that that challenge? Well, I always loved being an entertainer and I could never really see myself doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was like uh, my like my last chance, like my last hope. Okay. Like there was nothing else. So it was mm-hmm. like I had to do this, um, at least, you know, do modeling and acting before I do other things. Mm-hmm. Um like own my own business one day or be a designer, things like that. But I was like, this is all I want to do. This is all I have. So I need to just do it. What what were some of your um, inspirations as far as going into it? Because I'm sure you looked at other people that you were like, you know what, I can see myself in that person or I can kind of mold my my own image after someone else. Such a crazy question because uh, I feel like I prepared myself for this exact question. Ooh, okay, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. Ooh, so before <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles, when I was in Hawaii, um, I noticed there was a model from Los Angeles who mm-hmm. was killing the scene out here. She was independent. She wasn't signed. Um, just someone you've seen from Instagram? Or? Yeah, just from social media, Instagram, okay. things like that. Um And she really inspired me. So I reached out to her and I told her, you know, I'm planning to move to L.A. Like, I see you killing it. You're not signed. You know, you did this by yourself. Um, I'm doing it, too. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, like I moved out here and um, I reached out to her more to like, you know, maybe collaborate or work together Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, But as time went on, 
I was like, you know, new in LA and I felt like maybe she felt some type of way of me being like a new person. Mm, like, an, like intimidated? Intimidated. And at that time, I didn't know that's what it was. I was very oblivious and naive. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know until like later. But I, it's so crazy you asked me that because I was like, if I get, ever get asked that, I'm going to be like, <laughs> you know, always look up to yourself because right. if you're looking up at someone else, they're probably looking down at you. And I had to learn that the hard way, kind of. Well, that's, that's interesting because, like, so you had an, a direct person that you were able to reach out to and just be like able to kind of lean on for advice. And that's someone who kind of inspires you to, you know, take that leap. Yes. Usually most people, they when they decide to do something, they, they look more towards, like, I don't know, somebody who's, like, way off established that they usually can't even get in touch with. But you just pretty much were like, you know, this is the person that I see myself in. Yeah, I was like, wow, like she did this on her own. She's not signed. Yeah. Usually supermodels, like they're just booked off the street. They're walking down right, the street. Right, yeah, just, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm actually working at this and her work ethic was so amazing that I was like, oh, I can I can probably do this too. Yeah. Mm. Do you, Um. so are you, right now, are you signed to an agency or anything? I am not signed currently. Um. I have been looking and I will be looking more. Um. I, my Invisalign treatment ends in a month. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like once that's in, I'll take my new headshots with my new straight Oh, so yeah, teeth. you're switching the look up. So it'll You'll be better. You'll have the grown-up look. Yeah. <laughs> better digitals and everything. So give, give like some insight as far as, because I'm a photographer, so my um, experience working with models, I usually notice that some are assigned to agencies um, and they're able to do freelance work. Give us um, a little bit of insight. What is that process like? And have you ever um, been offered to be um, representing an agency? So I have been offered to be represented by an agency or like an agent or like a yeah. manager. Um, my thing is, is that I want to be signed to an agency that gives me more money than I get myself as right. like a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, when I was on the islands, um, I was signed to an agency um, and I knew other models that were signed, but they weren't getting work right. and they were stuck in this six month year long contract and they couldn't work with anyone else. And even coming to Los Angeles, like I see a lot of models who are signed, but they're not really getting work. Right. And I feel like that's just my worst fear. Yeah. Cause I noticed that like, like, so for you, for an example, you typically reach out to a bunch of a variety of photographers or just whoever's that you pretty much like, and you see their, their work and you're influenced by um, as a sign model, would you be able to have that same amount of freedom to do anything just to kind of make your own decisions? From what I know, different agencies have different requirements. Some mm -hmm. agencies, you can't get work outside of them. And some, they'll let you get work outside mm -hmm. of them. But I guess it just depends. On like your style or you know, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. your decision making. Okay, so do you feel that it's necessary for you to have representation as far as like management or or it just depends on the amount of gigs that you want? Because it, it's kind of some similarities. And I guess you could say in like the music industry, being represented by a label, you, you're right. granted certain opportunities that you might not get as a freelance artist. But for you being a model, what, what will be some of the, the perks or the benefits of you having um, representation? Yeah, there definitely are a lot of perks. Um, like you said, I feel like it will make you look more professional. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for me, I struggle with sometimes managing myself. Mm -hmm. So 
you get perks of someone sending you on castings. You don't really have to do all the other hard work that's right. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big perk because you can really just focus on like how you look, how you talk, mm-hmm. your posture and everything. And they can focus on where you need to be, how much you're getting paid. So that's a huge benefit. Um, I do speak to some photographers or some casting directors. And sometimes they don't like working with agencies just because um, it doesn't really build a connection to mm. the model mm-hmm. um and also um it's easier to get things done if you're talking with just the talent directly yeah because yeah. like if you're so if you're represented by this agency there's hundreds of models that they probably represent all over the country just from or probably just in the major cities maybe like new york miami la i know that sometimes they have different representations for outside of the country for like euro yes. artists um models or whatever wow. so yeah, it probably can be um, like a large pool to just kind of get attention from. So they might be booking certain models or they might have favorites that they kind of give certain yes. gigs to. And you might not kind of get lost in the mix of that. Exactly. Yeah, that was a big concern of mine is being signed to an agency, but they're not signing. They're not putting me on gigs. They're just putting like their top four. Right. Mm. And uh, I just don't want that to happen. because yeah. It's just not worth it. Yeah, because I, I hear that. I'm sure, like, um, I don't know if you know too much about, like, music artists kind of going through some of them same similarities. I've talked with other artists, and they just kind of sometimes, you know, once, of course, when you're shopping, looking for a deal, or you're looking for a situation to be represented by, um, you know, they'll, they'll give you all these fancy <laughs> ideas of, you know, what they could do for you and all this stuff. And then once it started, it's like, all right, where's, where's the shit at? And then nothing happens, and it's kind of slow. And then now you're, like, kind of tight on money, and then everything else is just kind of like a struggle. So for you, how long have you been modeling also? I've been modeling for about six years, six plus years. Do you, um, so do you prioritize doing, do you, what, what is something that you look for in particular? Do you like to do castings for videos? Do you like doing photo shoots? Would you like to do campaigns for other um, brands? What is, what is something that you favor? Honestly, I love doing video. I love when I can create like a visual, mm-hmm. um, when I have to act in some way on camera. I love doing that. But I would also love to do campaigns or doing beauty campaigns. A couple of my model girlfriends booked some gigs in Sephora. So mm-hmm. I'd love to be beside them one day um, or even on like a billboard. That well, would be amazing. What's one of the biggest campaigns that you've been a part of or castings <laughs> that you've done so far? Casting. That's crazy. Mm. Maybe this one, it was for a commercial. It was like for a tobacco-free commercial. And -hmm. I just remember the pay was just the biggest pay check that I saw. (laughs) So I've heard a lot about those commercial gigs and and those paychecks. And they're pretty ongoing. You get royalties for those, right? Yes. Okay, so you get a constant check in the mail. It's like music. (laughs) It's like, yeah. yeah. And those are like the pretty big gigs. And those are pretty, are those typically harder to come by? Um... Honestly, yeah. I got that one from a girlfriend and she like dragged me along to the casting with her. Oh wow. But um I think the best way to know is like network and then joining casting um websites mm-hmm. and getting um getting cool with or DMing the casting directors on in, on social media. Mm-hmm. You can find out more about gigs that way. Just kind of building relationships. Yeah. Do you typically find yourself seeing the same faces when you're out working on doing some of these projects that you work on do you see some of the same models that you already maybe have friendships with or 
just kind of that you've seen on Instagram or social media around you see is it typically some of the same faces honestly yeah like I didn't realize it but I guess LA is pretty small once you're in the yeah. circle it feels big yeah. and then you yeah. start to realize how small it is but it, it's kind of uh, reassuring because it's like oh wow once you're in the mix like you're in mm. it yeah. So you get you can get work and you can see a lot of the same people and people will know you and book you. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I guess from like my years of experience, I've been doing photography for I think two years now, going on three. Um, I'm starting to notice that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the same faces doing pretty much most of these campaigns <laughs> out here, and it's like, and it's dope, you know, being able to get to work with them firsthand and just kind of knowing more about them and just you know seeing how the industry works. But I always wonder why it's like you don't get. A wide variety of different new acts. I guess, I guess it can be kind of common when when someone's kind of popular, they tend to favor working with the most popular person. Do you ever get overwhelmed by that, or do you feel like that's? Do you feel like you're in that mix, or do you feel like you're still working to be in that mix of number yeah. people? Yeah, um, I feel like I'm working towards it. I um, I do notice like agencies um, have been asking how much followers you have, mm -hmm. and I think that's just so crazy but i get it because social media is growing and it's becoming a more digital world but i feel like that's that i am growing in that number mm -hmm. but i also have to remind myself that it's not about the numbers like it's really right. just about your passion yeah and your talent and your talent because i know some people who will be like oh we're casting for this but you need 100k plus followers wow. and i'm like dang but i got the talent though yeah but it's all right and that's yeah. funny because i feel like there's really usually not a correlation between the two i think sometimes you'll you'll see a very popular model but they may not have as many followers as someone else who might have like three hundred thousand followers or you know whatever because how many followers do you have right now i have almost twenty two thousand. and how much has that increased in the last since you moved out here oh wow thousands for sure yeah for sure thousands um yeah i think it's easy especially in la to compare your journey to others when it comes to numbers and stuff mm -hmm. but it's just important to know like your journey is different and i know so many talented people who have like 200 followers or right. who are never yeah. on the gram right. so i try to remind myself that like it's going to come naturally yeah and it's going to be quality quality followers who really support my work do you feel like the numbers translate usually when because you might have less amount of followers than you know someone else who's more established sometimes you start to notice that their numbers don't always add up like you might have just as many likes on one post as someone else who has probably five times the amount of followers as you know you do yeah so do you feel like that's really important or do you feel like because sometimes all right when you make a post and say for instance this is like just you know a regular picture that but you put a little bit more time and effort into do you tend to like try to reach a certain goal when it comes to that post like all right hopefully this can reach this many likes and this many comments how do you go about promoting your post yeah i try to have a goal usually um but i also believe in like manifesting and when you mm -hmm obsessed so much over something it usually does the opposite of what you want it yeah. to do mm -hmm. yeah. so what i notice when i just let my when i work hard on that post that photo that video or that content i just post it and then i let it go mm -hmm. and i try not to obsess over it 
and I just accept whatever at the end of the day it gives and I just take it's that. hard not to obsess over it I know it's so <laughs> it's, it's fucking hard <laughs> like Sean for instance like when you when you post certain things about your music or anything do you you kind of wish that the shit will get a lot of likes and a lot of comments and the feedback yeah. is kind of correlates you know yeah definitely I mean for me though I think given now that like most of my stuff is playing the background mm-hmm. I just don't even care yeah anymore. you just kind of like kind of roll with it it's kind of fun now to be I've been a little bit having a little bit more fun just trying to be creative about it yeah like, it's it's interesting I guess like for me I've noticed when I spent a lot of times obsessing over a post and trying to put a lot of effort into making sure that it reaches a certain amount of likes and it usually doesn't work out that way <laughs> and then like for instance I, I had a post where I just uh, shout out to uh, the homie Forrest, Sean, Sean from Compton. Now I think he changed his music name. But uh, we did a photo shoot in front of the Staples Center, and I had took a picture of him in a Laker jersey. This was uh-huh. like maybe the week or the week following Kobe's passing. Um, and oh, that, I think I remember that. And I posted it just like months later, just randomly like trying to fill out my feed. Uh-huh. And the shit got the most likes that I've ever gotten on any of my other <laughs> posts, just organically without having to promote right. it or anything. So it's like, it's a weird... Instagram is such a tricky thing. How do you feel that Instagram has played a part in your career? Do you feel like it's been a major factor or do you think that other things have contributed to it? I feel like it has been a major factor just because for a long time, that's all I had for a portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, um, I didn't have an agency or an agent to get me jobs. So that's how I submitted myself and that's what other people would see to work with me. Um, so I, I would say it plays a big role, but I try to be, I try to say like, okay, but am I popping like off of social media? Mm-hmm. Like, am I pretty official off of it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it can only do so much and we never know if it, if it breaks down, if the internet breaks down, yeah. will I still be a model? You know, like I try mm-hmm. to like, ask myself matter? that. Yeah. Will I matter? Will it matter? Yeah. I noticed that, um, I was listening to an interview where Naomi Campbell was kind of talking about. Um, just some of her experiences in modeling and just kind of visioning herself outside of just being a model, just like what was her purpose. And um, one of the interesting things I took from that is she, I didn't know that she had a relationship with Nelson Mandela. So Nelson Mandela, I I believe was sort of like her grandfather. Damn. So yeah, (laughs) so that's like such a random thing that I learned that you guys are probably learning today. But um, yeah, so she was just speaking towards that relationship and, just kind of building on her philanthropy outside of modeling and just kind of understanding who she was aside from just being a model, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, do you feel that sometimes your role as being a model is somewhat limiting or do you you kind of just find ways to branch out and do other things? Because you you do a ton of different things. I I noticed that you do vlogging, you do, like you said, acting, you do, but you speak on a lot of social issues as well. So how do you feel like your role is outside away from your career? So I do believe being just the term model is very limiting. I don't right. even like to introduce myself as a model. What do you introduce yourself as? I'm still trying to figure out the wording. Artist? Sometimes I say artist or like okay. entertainer, but mm-hmm. I do so much other things. Right. But yes, outside of modeling, I feel like I like Naomi, like anthropology and giving back and speaking about so much social issues it's important to know like who you are outside of right. your career because there's that's not all there is to you. All right, absolutely. I know 
most artists tend to not want to box themselves as just being one thing. I think we all, everybody in here views themselves as being more than just, you know, one thing. You, right. Sean, for instance, you do producing, you do your own music, you're your own artist, you're mm -hmm. an engineer, you're a business owner, you're a ton of other things, you're a videographer. I mean, the list is pretty long once you start to really break it down. I think um, China, for you, being involved in so many, because I noticed on your Instagram, you do speak on, like I said, pretty much every social issue that's going on. How did, how, what kind of influenced you to be confident in that? Because most, most people don't tend to speak out on that, even just away from being a public figure. Like that's, that can be pretty like tough to speak on certain things like that. What, what pushed you to want to do that? Yeah, you're right. Um, I haven't really thought about it like that, but I try to, uh, I, I feel like a lot of things inspire me um, I always had an issue with um, like being put in a box or when I was younger, I didn't like a lot of rules mm -hmm. and feeling like I had to obey certain things. So at the end of the day, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote, we're in a free, free country, right? Right. So at the very least, I'm going to use my voice and, you know, we still have mouths, so we should be using it and speaking on certain things that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. But um Cardi B too. One thing I like about her is that she. Oh, Cardi B. No, that was a dope, pretty influence. Like, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that one. She, um, I just think it's interesting because she was so uh, out there, uh, loud, funny, different, ratchet with her speech and her videos, and that's what really made her pop and yeah. grow in numbers. Before she was like a really big rapper. So I'm like, yo, like, there's so many influences and people yeah. who did it around us that it's like, it's possible. To yeah, Cardi B, like, that was a pretty great example. I think honestly, I would probably would have never thought of Cardi B, but yeah, that actually is a good example. As someone who just kind of took a different approach, excuse me, as far as like being vocal about everything that's going on and just even in her own personal life and finding ways to make it funny and entertaining, but still <laughs> yeah. serious at the same time. Like, yeah. it draws awareness. Do you feel like? more people should be willing to do that and speak out. Cause I know that speaking usually isn't for everyone. I know most people have yeah. a hard time finding their words and how to kind of go about things. Do you, do you ever feel like more, more people should use their voice and use their platforms to speak out on certain things? Yes, I do. I strongly do believe more people should use their voice and speak out about things. But I also understand that that's not everyone's um, role. Role. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like for an example, a flashback to the protests like there were a lot of people who were frontline and there are a lot of people who are not frontline right mm -hmm. and so you know the frontline people that was their role and that doesn't mean the rest of us weren't supportive mm -hmm. for the cause but we just weren't for that role at that moment you took part in some of the um marches that were going on following trayvon death trayvon martin's death um, was it Trayvon Martin? No, it was um, George Floyd. George. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, wow. But, but, I mean, <laughs> but look, listen, yeah, there's been a lot. Exactly. Um, Kind of speak to about that when you um, were kind of marching in the streets with everyone else in downtown LA. What was that experience like for you? Um, it was honestly so crazy. I think my own thoughts about this is that the government has some connection with the Wi-Fi towers mm -hmm. because I know multiple people who were at the protest, and when we were trying to record specific instances with the police our phones would like glitch or it wouldn't get Whoa. the recording. So yeah. there was so much that I feel like everyone lived through when we were out there 
that we may or may not have got recordings of because the police were just crazy and yeah. it was just extremely unsafe and basically yeah it was it was wild yeah i, was, I mean i was tuned in like I'm sure like we all were just looking at everyone mm -hmm. else's social media and, and I, I remember a lot of the videos that you posted front hand you were like really in the mix of it I know that that can be challenging just to witness some of those things and being a black model in the industry kind of speak to that what was what's it like for you Where's, what are some of the hardships that you think you face just being black in a model or in an industry that's pretty still much dominantly white or you know not not favoring towards people of color. Yeah, it's it's wild because, you know, I look at the industry, like you said, and I see that it doesn't really, they don't really favor people of color. And then mm -hmm. I look at myself and, you know, I am black, but I am light skinned. So I do have that white privilege. And so I get a lot of, you know, basic, basically systemic racism benefits, I guess, mm -hmm. because of my skin tone. So I may get things that other dark skin models don't get. And I'm not aware of it, but I know that it happens right. probably behind the scenes. Um, and it's been really hard, like having to be in L.A. when all that stuff happening. And you're like, wow, is this really the the industry that I want to yeah. be in, knowing just how cruel it is? And, and knowing this is how people think. Yeah. yeah. And knowing mm -hmm. that. But then I realized, you know, that's in every every industry. Yeah. And in, it's rooted. And it's like we need people like me. We need people like me and other black creatives to come together and change for the future generations. Yeah. Um, man, I, I just noticed that like with, with most industries, like, so when I look at all the major brands and when they do campaigns and post, um, you know, with other models or, you know, being undiscovered or, you know, of course they have like the Kendall Jenner's or the, mm -hmm. the Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid or, you know, whatever. Um, when you look at most of these campaigns, they're typically white or, you know, European, whatever. And then you might have one token black, dark skinned model in the mix of that mm -hmm. just to sort of represent their diversity. You might have the one Asian model and she's, you know, the bald one just to kind of represent, you yeah. know. And I feel like it's weird because it's either... Like someone like Rihanna, who you've seen just kind of be a great example for that as far as like inclusion and kind of demonstrating, you know, there is an audience for everyone mm -hmm. um, and just showing the right amount of representation. How do you feel that in your career, how do you want to move forward? And, and do you make a, a conscious decision in what brands you choose to work with? Yes, I try to. I actually always make a conscious decision on the brands that I want to work with. Um and I try to do research too, as best right. as I can, because you know, you never know if like the owner of a brand is low key racist or they don't support gay rights or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I try to uh, put in the effort to figure out who I'm gonna be working for and things like that. Um, and I also feel like with a, if, you, if I was signed, they would be doing all of that. Mm -hmm. So it might be harder to figure out. I would just be a model or talent that's booked and I don't even know what this company represents. Right. But yeah, I think it's important to do the little extra research, especially if you're a model and you're just shooting with a photographer just kind of feeling out the photographer make sure that he's not weird or she's not weird they're respectful legit things like that yeah just like said so when you work with uh, a new photographer do you typically try to do like 
some background on them and try to see maybe you might reach out to another model and find out like hey what was your experience like working with this person or do you typically just try to gauge it off of their work or the conversation what what's the process like for you as far as choosing someone to work with honestly all of the above like sometimes i might message another model mm -hmm. or if they worked with enough people that i know then i usually will feel comfortable enough right. to work with them but also conversation like if they've worked with someone i know but i feel like they're trying to be or weird to me or flirty in any way then mm -hmm. i i don't give them a chance right i, I noticed when it. we first worked together you had mentioned that you had uh, noticed who a few of the, we had mutual friends that yeah. i've worked with um, and even went to school with and you were just kind of like mentioning like yeah I saw that you worked with this person and I was like yeah let me reach out and see what and this was fairly yes. when I just started photography or in mm -hmm. reaching out to other models so I was like yeah this, oh, okay, that's pretty dope to know that I guess your reputation is really important that was kind of mm -hmm. my first introduction in knowing how important it is to maintain a relationship or you know a good reputation as far as being in this industry I mean mm -hmm. being in this industry as a male photographer working with majority of female models, it is important to um, a maintain a level of maturity and responsibility, um, knowing that you um, typically being working with models, it's, it could be a vulnerable situation. Just kind of, um, you know, whatever, you know, just working firsthand with someone in usually a private setting or whatever the you mm -hmm. know setup may be. How do you feel like you've been able to well, speak on some of the experiences you've had as far as working with certain photographers. Have you had bad experiences or have you had any bad experiences working with any photographers? Hmm, good question. Honestly, I can't think of one right now. I know that I'm very fortunate since I moved to L.A. that I haven't had really bad experiences compared to other models that I know. Right. Um, so there's not mm -hmm. one that really sticks out out of in my head but i will say that i've had weird experiences with photographers off of set and mm. maybe like just through social media or like them overstepping boundaries through texts or things like that right but nothing on set that i could say yeah oh so for the most part it's just pretty being yeah. pretty, pretty professional good. pretty professional yes that's dope so how many um have you worked with any like major photographers or hmm good question I mean, I don't know what major, quote unquote, yeah, like major super is. established. I guess that you could say maybe, maybe someone ha has there ever been anyone that you've worked with that you never really expected to work with? Hmm. Honestly, that you were like, wow, I can't believe this actually went through, and this is, this is real. This is happening. I what was that? Like, what was that moment for you where you was like, wow, this is happening? Hmm. Maybe my first my first shoot in LA ever wow <laughs> because yeah. it happened like shortly after i landed and i was like wow like this is legit yeah um but that's why i leave LA so it can feel new when i do mm -hmm. things and i actually conquer new shoots so i can feel proud of myself cuz it can feel like just like a normal job after a while yeah yeah sometimes you need a fresh restart yeah you have family all over right mm -hmm. for yes. the most part so that's that's a pretty unique experience being able to just kind of move around and bounce around. What was where um where do you typically like to go to outside of being in LA? Um usually back um to the islands because that's you know that's where I'm from and I enjoy my time most there. I love mm -hmm. the beach. I love the tropical weather. I love um my friends and the fam familiarity of it. So honestly, if I usually go to visit family, it'll be back there. Um, or Oakland, 
someplace. Yeah, somewhere in the Bay. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Have you been to New York or anywhere else outside of just on the East Coast? No, honestly, I've never, never been anywhere else. I'm where, where, Where's your dream destination as far as working? Oh, dream? Oh, wow. Maybe someplace in Europe. Okay. Like Milan or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, what's one of your dream goals as far as being a model? What, what's something that you could see yourself doing that you hope to do in the next few years? Uh, go to New York for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want As far as living out there or just working? Yeah, or... Um, I know some people who fly back and forth pretty often from LA to New York. Mm-hmm. So maybe just being fully booked all the yeah, time. Yeah, just being able to bounce around. <laughs> yeah, bounce around. That's dope. Um, do you have anything that you try to work on? Because you're in school right now. Is there anything in your own personal life that you're trying to work towards and just helping you improve as a person? Um, let's see. Yeah, a lot of things. Like, I want to get more organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get better at managing myself Fast. in the meantime before I before I get the agent or the agency. Um, I've been working on, like, my overall health, uh, what I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, That's important. Yes. Are and, you vegan? Um, I honestly have a mainly vegan diet, yes. Sometimes okay. I slip up, <laughs> but... <laughs> Sean, you're vegan too, right? No, or no, no you're, you're, I was, are you I was, pescatarian? I was pescatarian for like nice. six, seven years. How's that? It's cool, but I started eating chicken. My mom's bread, been pescatarian so. all my life, so really, yeah. So oh, shit, yes. Yeah, yeah, I got a pretty early experience in as far as eating seafood, and <laughs> but she still cooked meat for us, so that's different. But I digress. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you said just working on working on your diet and maintaining that. How was that? Being a model, do you have to? Do you feel that you have to maintain a certain look, as far as your your weight and maybe even like your hair or certain things like that? Do you feel like those things play a part? Um, honestly, I've never been uh, worried about my weight per se, um, or really like my hair, um, but I worry about other things like maybe my walk. Mm-hmm. Like my uh, fashion walk, mm-hmm. um, my height. Yeah, well, I mean, your height be, you can't really fix. I know you can't <laughs> really fix your height, but sometimes they be strict. Um, <laughs> and I feel like you're fairly tall. Yeah. So that you you kind of fit in the mold to where when you're not super super tall, like, mm-hmm. but you can kind of you know fit right in the middle where you're you're not too short but you're not too tall. How has that been for you as far as like getting gigs? Um, it's been good. It's been good and bad. Like some agencies, they want me a little taller. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they tell you that firsthand? Like, you're not really tall enough for this. <laughs> well, they well at least with me, they would measure me and they'd be mm. like, "Oh, you're not at this height." So mm. it's oh. <laughs> I'd be like, "Dang!" Or I've been told like my hips were too wide at some places, and I'm very thin. So it's just like times are changing though yeah and i don't believe any of that anymore mm-hmm. like anything anyone negative says to you to try to make you not do it yeah. i just don't believe it anymore do you feel like there are i guess that i could say working in your field do you feel that there are certain people that kind of give you a hard time have you had experiences where it was just like you know what this person is just really not working in my in my favor um as far as like photographers or videographers thing or casting directors no usually no um yeah not at all actually mm. i wouldn't say that at all Mm-mm. okay that's dope do you um what are some of the things that you 
I guess I could say, what are some of the things that you would like to see yourself doing in the, in the near future? I'd love to do New York Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. I'd love to book like a beauty campaign, see myself somewhere in, like in Mac or Sephora. I want to be in a window somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a mm-hmm. huge goal. Yeah, just seeing yourself blown up on a huge yes. building. That's that's something that you're working towards right now. Yeah, and I want to um, be consistent with my own other creative things like uh, my YouTube channel, like vlogging, yeah. or even if I want to do my podcast more, like I want to just be consistent with the content because sometimes I'll just choose like modeling and acting and be right. consistent with. Yeah, I, I remember one of the things when I first met you, I noticed that you were posting about your YouTube channel and I checked it out for myself and I was like, wow, you, you're you actually really well spoken when it comes to speaking on certain <laughs> topics. Like you, you speak Thank on you. everything about yeah. like just, I guess your own personal experiences and just your, you know, everything as far as that. What kind of, gave you the confidence to go out and do that um i feel like my father just really raised me to be confident in how different i am and not being afraid to be embrace it embrace it and like uh, not be shy and speak up and just be out there um so honestly like all credit to him because if i had different parenting maybe i'd be more timid or Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be as uh confident in everything i do and shout out to Pops. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I had this conversation too, kind of with my mom. We were just talking about like just upbringing and how much that plays a, a role in mm-hmm. just Thanks. the person that you are. And she was like, even some of the things she was telling me, like some of the things that I noticed about you now, you've kind of always been that way, even as a kid. Like <laughs> you were pretty like to yourself. Uh-huh. Like you didn't really, you know, fuck with anybody else. I guess in a sense, yeah. but you know. You were cool with who you were cool with, but outside of that, you just stayed the same. Do you feel like your childhood has played a huge part in the person you are today? Or do you feel like you've kind of just throughout life built these certain throughout certain experiences kind of made you the person who you are? Honestly, a mixture of both. I feel like my childhood gave me a blueprint and it's up to me now to like make changes Mm -hmm. on the dream person that I want to be. Because a lot of my childhood blueprint, I don't like and so I'm trying to change. Like, I know I come off as very talkative and out there, but sometimes... That could like, be a good thing, though. Yeah, I'm just super shy, like, in certain situations that it's like, okay, this is not the time to be shy. <laughs> like, this is the time. So I'm trying to work on that and other things that I'm trying to uh, work on that I need to change from my childhood. But honestly, I think the best teacher is experience. Mm-hmm. If you actually learn from it and acknowledge the experience and you'll... You'll probably be super good yeah. in like five years. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just gotta work on it constantly. Yeah. Do you feel like failure have you experienced failure throughout your career and and how has that kind of molded you in a way that to where you are now? How how do you deal with failure? Um, yes, I have dealt with failure in my career. Um, and how I deal with it, I mean sometimes I get sad, sometimes I brush it off. I guess it just depends on the magnitude of how bad I feel. What was some of the, what was one thing that you kind of was working towards having and then maybe it didn't work out in your best interest or it just didn't play out the way that you expected? Um, let's see. Was there a gig? Was there a- Yeah, there was a gig. It was an acting gig. Um, and I didn't get I didn't get it and it kind of let like I was kind of sad. Um, because I was like, dang, like 
I was just super confident. I was like, I knew I was the best there. Like something's yeah. not adding up. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I was just like, it's okay. Like, you know, it just makes me have to practice more. And I, and I, I'm a strong believer that if your path is easy, like, I don't know. I just feel like my path is not going to be easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not going to be an easy path. It's just going to be handed to me. Like there's going to be a lot of no's and, you know, uphill, downhill battles, but it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. I feel like that kind of makes you just more so built to handle certain situations that most other people probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Do you feel like um, working with other people, have, have other models been helpful in just like a part of your journey in building your career? How, how has working with other people been for you? Yeah, um, I've met a lot of sweet models um, who, you know, we help each other, we give each other advice, we may forward some gigs to each other. Mm-hmm. I've also met some not-so-nice models mm. who uh, may n- who won't help or, you know, are super... Uh, you can just tell, like, their energy's off. Yeah. So you kind of just stay away from them. Yeah. But I've met a mixture of both. Honestly, more good, though. I feel like if I just get a bad vibe from someone, I just distance myself altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a question I was about to ask you, but I totally forgot. <laughs> when you brought that up, I was just like, wow. Um, just... You know, I guess meeting certain certain people that just have bad energy. Do you feel that, let's say, working with people who are sort of different from who you are in your beliefs? Do you feel that it can be kind of challenging just trying to get past that? Um, certain people have different um, personal, I guess, experiences or just personal beliefs with their own certain things that they talk about on social media or just the the image that they represent on their behalf. Do you usually like say, for instance, if there's a photographer who may shoot a certain way and they reach out to work with you, how do you go about that approach? Is it if it may be beneficial for you? Do you just tend to kind of roll with the punches or do you just say yeah no i don't i don't think this will work for me um depending on how i like their work Mm -hmm. because i try not to close myself in on different styles yeah so um if it's if their work is really good then i'll give it a try Mm -hmm. but i usually only try to work with people who i feel like their work is the quality that i like yeah like their style is compatible yeah that the style is compatible because you know like there is levels to like photography i'm sure and like editing and there's probably levels to like modeling and different genres of it but i try to give everything a try yeah i mean i haven't done anything nude yet but yeah (laughs) or yeah i haven't done like a couple genres yet but i want to get more creative with it you just kind of want to branch out and try some of everything yeah do you uh what do you feel most comfortable um as far as modeling what do what are some of the things that you um kind of favor as far as going about choosing your gigs? What, what are some of the styles that you like the most? I like high fashion, abstract photo shoots mm. that are more like visual or tell a story. Yeah. I also love streetwear too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, yeah, I feel like I love streetwear more that I came to LA because yeah. it's super urban here and it's not like the islands back home. Yeah, that's more of the scene. I noticed that um, with most Hawaiian uh, models and photographers, it's typically just all bikinis. Uh, like style looks yeah it's yeah a lot of beach mm-hmm. that's pretty much the the whole vibe there's is there any like any urban like city is there any like city atmosphere how it is in la yeah there is uh like we have a chinatown um okay. from the island that i'm from oahu um 
it looks similar. Yeah. So it looks like all Chinatowns all over the world. And uh, there's a lot of big buildings. It's getting more gentrified and, you know, as time goes on, unfortunately. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a couple urban spots. What are some of the, um, what's the food like as far as, that's always an interesting question. What is the food like Mm -hmm. in comparison to being out here? I could be biased, but honestly, there's no food like back home. Mm. Like, it's very Asian oriented, so we eat mm. a lot of like Japanese or mm-hmm. Chinese or Korean. So I love Korean food, all these Asian. Do you foods. feel like the quality is better out there? Yes, and when I come mm-hmm. here, it just—I don't know. Maybe it's LA and things are flown in, mm-hmm. so it's less quality. But that's just what I've noticed. It's just yeah. not as good. Yeah, I start to notice that too. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like uh, Sean? Like even with you, do you feel like you're? Um, your background is pretty much all over the place, so it's it's, it's even hard yeah, to even ask you this question. <laughs> what is uh what is it like for you as far as eating in the home as far or just eating out in LA? Um, it it really depends what area you're in, and if yeah. you if you understand like the um, I guess where certain cultures are more dominant in. Yeah, yeah. You start to like realize like oh. Uh, yeah, that's like, where I get this if you food. want the good soul food, you got to be in the in the hood. That's where it's at. Or if mm-hmm. you want the the good seafood, you got to be somewhere by the water or some shit. Yeah, I mean here, I mean, so like oh, biggest Japanese population outside of um, Japan. Uh, it's two places. It's Hawaii and it's uh, specifically Gardena, right here. Oh really? Wow, yeah. I never knew oh, that. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Gardena, which I've been, I like live down the street my mm-hmm. whole life, so. Um, there's plenty of Japanese spots. Mm. If, you know, I've never been to Japan, but like, yeah. Um, my dad lived there for a while. A lot of my family's from there, so they, um, when they come here, they like they say it's like feels close. Like that. That's the closest to it. Yeah, and uh, you can tell. I mean, there's a lot of people. Like I walk into restaurants now, and they start speaking to me in Japanese. And I like I can't. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, I don't. Yeah, know, I don't, I don't but, get it. Yeah, no disrespect, I don't get it. But yeah. do, you, do you speak any other languages? Honestly, no. No. Do you want to? I do want to. Yeah, maybe like Spanish or Hawaiian. Yeah. yeah. Do you um do you see yourself doing anything outside away from modeling? Like in in the next few years, would you see yourself maybe designing a clothing brand or? branching out and working on the creative as on the creative side of maybe doing like photography or directing what are some of the other things that you could see yourself doing yes for sure i can see myself creating a brand of some sort um i do a lot of the behind the scenes now like uh directing Mm. or like making stories right so i could see myself doing more of that and even maybe going to like a third world country and giving back to the children or Mm -hmm doing some type of giving back in the United States. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes you different from most people that I tend to work with is you're very much involved in everything around you and just being aware, your awareness to all the social issues that's going on in the country and just speaking out and having that voice. I think that's kind of what makes you unique in a way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you know, of course. You gotta give give people the flowers (laughs) right here, of course. I do want to say, as far as on the creative side, it would be dope to see like certain, because there's certain things I think that women or just even models in general have a better perspective on um, being more experienced in, you know, certain clothes that they like to wear or just the style of shoots that they could do. Do you feel like there are, there's enough representation as far as like 
female figures in the in the model industry? Hmm. I feel like there were a lot of different figures throughout the last century mm. in modeling, and it it'll change, and there will be different ones. Um, because, yeah, like, for example, we, not to cut you off, there's, like, um, Allie Mae, who mm-hmm. does um, really dope. She's from L.A., of course. Most people probably already know. She's worked with Jordan Brand and killing it on the fashion side of things and just kind of being a, a major figure, like even Vashti, for example. Mm-hmm. Most people see, you know. But there's not many other ones. And I always wonder, like, how do other women feel about that? And is it just something that we're working towards evolving and Hopefully more inclusion will be there. Or do you, is that something that you just think will just kind of more people just need to step up and take that role? Yeah, I think the future is definitely female and there will be more female trailblazers and entrepreneurs Absolutely. who will lead the way and show all the other women that it is possible. Um, I know a couple women right now who are models and who do a bunch of other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it comes down to, you know, like who's pretty well known and yeah. just the the longer you are usually at something, the more people you'll know and more opportunities you'll get. And of course, the quality of your work will right. help you too. But I could definitely see myself doing more of that as time goes on. Um, I think with a lot of young women like myself in the industry, we're just, we're trying to, figure out like our short-term type of life and LA rent and maybe short-term goals. But I know that if we all were at where we wanted to be, we'd be able to branch out and try branch out. Yeah. But that also comes in with organizing because Beyonce, she'd be doing so much in one day. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, (laughs) Kanye too. I'd be like, fuck. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I just need to push myself harder. Yeah. And go for it. Do you, um, there's something else I want to ask you about that. Do you think that, fuck, I forgot my train of thought <laughs> just that fast when you mentioned Beyonce. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, as far as like working on other things, do you think that there's um, more, more photographers or more, what, what are some of the things that you would like to see improve as far as um, your, your, your field of work um maybe more women photographers Mm -hmm. more women talent like you said like stylists who can also model right um more women of color of course more what is that word inclusion right of diversity um i mean even like latino or uh, asian more just all race Mm -hmm. more inclusion um i'd also like to see more creepy people getting exposed. Yeah. Like if we can just take all those people and start new with a new foundation. Yeah, so that's one of the things too that's been going on. I've noticed a lot more women have been upfront about their personal experiences. And that's kind of why I asked you early on um, just about some of the bad experiences that you may have had more. But I've, I have noticed that more women are being upfront about some of the, um, I guess some of the, some of the things that happen behind the scenes as far as their Maybe a photographer coming on too strong or just being just, I guess, just disrespectful in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, do you think there, there have there been other people that you've seen do things behind the scenes that haven't been kind of brought to the forefront? Yes, I have. Um, 
couple things and i know like a couple things um other model friends have told me about certain people right and at the at the end of the day like you know karma is real and we may expose these people in different ways than just posting it out on social media like we might just let other models know behind the scenes like oh you know Mm. watch out for this person like he slash she did this. Yeah, because there, um, there is... A, women definitely talk. Yeah. Of course, I mean, the models behind the scenes, the people that are working, they definitely keep in touch and everyone's pretty well aware of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, do you think that more... Do you think that enough people speak out about that or do you think that it's just kind of something that has to gradually evolve? I feel like... I hope that it gradually evolves Mm -hmm. because even myself, I get a little worried to speak out or tell someone else about something else. And I think that's just a big thing ingrained in women to just be afraid to uh, get justice for what they deserve. And I know that if I feel this way and it's over smaller incidences, Mm -hmm. I'm sure like so many women feel that way and it's for crazy things that should not have happened so i pray that more women get the courage to speak out whether it's behind the scenes or to the world about what's happening but a lot of people are just afraid yeah yeah and that's why i feel like even my role being a male a black male photographer in this industry it's important to make sure that women are always comfortable in these settings because it's a very very intimidating it could be frustrating fragile it's a very you know personal experience Mm -hmm. working with someone um you know directly um yeah usually when i hear these certain things i I try to make sure that other people are aware um by reposting it or just you know or even sharing my own personal experiences that i I probably haven't really had too many bad experiences so far i think working in this industry um but i do feel like it is important for other males to kind of help come to women's um, defense in certain, some of these situations. Um, so yeah, I try to I try to make sure that everybody's you know doing it doing their part, and I think that that's why it's important for us to have this kind of platform to just being able to speak out about it and hopefully inspire other women to not be afraid, but to also have the confidence and the courage to just be you know comfortable with being themselves and. Um, not feeling intimidated by anyone that's too powerful to not have a yes, voice. Yes, exactly. Know? Like I always ask people if someone had like more followers or like the most followers in the world yeah. and the more most money, but they did something to you, would you like not speak out? Yeah. Because and a lot of people wouldn't because they'd feel intimidated yeah. and they'd be so afraid. And or it might jeopardize their career. Yes. Yeah. And that happens literally so often. People don't realize how often that happens with women, whether it just be like a mental thing in their mind right. or they're actually being blackmailed or threatened. But I think, yeah, I think it'll. it's gradually changing. Like the future is female. So I, f- I see more females um, making bigger decisions Yeah. instead of just men, creatives making the decisions and uh, really leading this entertainment industry i just remembered the question i want to ask (laughs) do you do you find yourself having to choose with certain gigs right now you being a freelance artist i guess you could say would is it harder for you to make decisions on what you tend to post um in terms of what can benefit your career financially or is that just a decision that you have to make um creatively 
Do you do you tend to favor more of the things that may help give you an advantage in a financial aspect? Or do you just think that it's important to just maintain your own creativity on your page? Um, I think it's extremely important to maintain your own creativity mm-hmm. on your page, um, especially if it's your passion, like what you're doing is your passion, then you shouldn't get lost in the money aspect of it mm-hmm. because I could post bikini all day, every day, and I'd right. probably like get a lot of money and a lot of more followers, but I want to do more creative shoots and more high fashion. Mm-hmm. So I try not to look so much about the money because that will come. Yeah. with your passion and the better that you get with what you want to do the money and the connections will automatically come do you feel like because now with more women having access to like other platforms like only fans and and shit like that that i know that that sometimes can help play a big part for most models i think in this industry being able to even maintain income to help pay for their rent or pay for whatever finances they may have do you, how do you feel like those platforms are beneficial or could be because i know some people look at it as a negative Mm -hmm. like oh you have only fans account like that's that's a bad look how do you feel like those things play a part in um other women modeling and being in your your career field i think it's just um an unaccurate slash ignorant uh stigma when it comes to only fans um but i'm all for it because I mean, it's not just for women either. It's right. It can be for anyone and it can be for anything. So I feel like if it can bring you in more income, you know, and maybe you want to, some people want to post nudes. Some people want to do cooking classes. Some right, people yeah. want to do. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, it's bringing you extra income. You're not hurting anyone. Like people are paying you to see what you have. <laughs> Secretly, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Whatever your subscription base yeah. may uh, con- concise of. So, um, what are some of the things that um, you got going on in the near future? Uh, tell us about. Like, is there anything that you want to bring attention to that you're hopefully working on? So, I'm going to be working on more of my small business that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like skincare products. Dope. Um, like body oil and like lip gloss and things like that. Okay, okay. Um, also, I'll be working more behind the scenes too coming up, like directing and uh, creative directing different visuals. Mm. Um, also, once my Invisalign treatment is done in a month, <laughs> I'll be confidently going back to YouTube <laughs> so I can vlog and talk and I'll feel my best. <laughs> what are um give us like some insight about the uh, you said the skin line. What 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 are some of the things the products that you hopefully will work on? Um one product that I'll be working on is like a body oil that mm-hmm. you can wear, you know, at the beach or to get a tan or even for photo shoots. It's just going to be like a nice glowy oil that you can use. Um Do you make do you make your own oils now? Yes, so okay. I make my own now. And they're all vegan, you know, organic. Dope. So that'll dope. be something cool for people. <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's what's up. Well, that's dope. Yeah. So for sure, I want to um, just kind of give a chance for more people to speak out about their own personal experience. It was dope having you here. Thank you. I appreciate you coming for sure. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, this is dope. This is <laughs> to perfect. Have been here. Yeah. I know you, you hit me up about it and you were like, hey, because we had spoke about it before and you were like, you know, so when are we making this happen? So it was dope that we got the chance to finally make this happen. Um, is there anything, any last words that you kind of want to speak about or anything you want to kind of give a shout out to anybody? Um, 
Okay. Whatever. This is this is your your ten minutes. Go ahead. Um. So yeah, basically, just don't give up on any of your dreams, no matter how crazy or outlandish they may seem. Like, just keep going at it. Like, shout out to Nipsey Hustle for sure. Because shout out to it Nipsey. is a marathon. Yeah, that's a fact. So yes, that's dope. Well, thank you for being here, and I appreciate you, um, Sean. Thank you again too for ha- giving us this platform. This is dope. I'm trying to test out all these sound effects while I have them. Awesome. Because I forget to use them. So, um, yeah, this has been another great episode. Um, Again, thank you guys. You guys have been great. Um, Hopefully, we'll get the chance to do this again. Maybe we can have China on as a guest for some of our other guests that we have on. Um, Yeah, and this has been another great episode. So, yeah, again, thank you. And hopefully, you guys get a chance to uh, follow China. uh, What's your social media? Um, At China Kelly, C H I N A K E L L Y Y. And that's on Twitter and Instagram, right? Twitter and Instagram, yes. Okay, well, this has been another episode of the Stay in Your Lane podcast. Um, My name is Lane. Uh, We got Sean with us. And yeah, stay tuned for some of our next episodes. Thanks.